the easiest way to get a credit if you're not, I'm going to say the easiest, I'm not saying it's easy, but it is the easiest path or the shortest path is to go out there and get yourself a Series 65 license to get yourself registered under your state. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we welcome back guest Mauricio Raul. He's the founder and CEO of Premier Law Group. You've heard him numerous times on the show. He's an expert around the legal aspect of our business, and he's helping us to ensure that we're not operating in any gray area, which I do not want to operate in a gray area. And I know you, as the operator, do not as well. And you, as a passive investor, want to work with operators that are also doing everything they can to be as legal as possible, which is what we want. And Marusio is helping us with that. And today we're going to discuss, you know, maybe there's an option for that sophisticated investor that wants to become accredited, a way for him to do that if he doesn't have that million dollars net worth or maybe the $200,000 of income yet, you know, annually. There's another way that potentially he could become accredited. I've not heard many people talk about this either, but there is a way to do it. There's a commitment to make that happen. But Mauricio is going to go into that. But then there also may be some potential changes in the near future that will make this process easier for a sophisticated investor to become accredited. So it could change our industry in a big way and how we work with investors, what investors can invest in these types of deals. And you're going to hear some insight into that today from Mauricio. Mauricio, welcome back. I'm grateful to have another discussion around some some things that have changed in our industry, some definitions of maybe different terms that that we think we know well, or maybe some things that we didn't realize, and you're going to help bring to light or help bring understanding to us today. And one thing's around accredited investors, right? And maybe some ways that people might could become accredited, but they didn't know it. And that could be definitely helpful for the operator and that passive investor. But get us started with some of those things that we need to know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of changes and there's a lot of changes coming through that I think by the end of this year, we'll have a lot more clarity, but I think it's going to change a few things. I, I was given some thoughts over it. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. If you guys are on LinkedIn, I recommend you going over there, but I had some thoughts on where this is going, but yeah, on, on the topic of a credit investor, for example, you know, there's always been for many, many years now, there's been this debate as to whether, you know, net worth and income should be the appropriate manners to, to figure out if somebody's accredited or not, because as we all know, we need, there's plenty of really rich people who are the dumbest people in the room and vice versa. There's a lot of people who, you know, don't are, are really smart, but don't have tremendous means. So there's been a lot of debate over the years as to whether this is an, an appropriate measure. And what was great about last year is that the SEC actually came out and updated their accredited investor rules and started to allow people to come in as accredited investors that didn't have the net worth or income. Now, the prospects are bigger than the actual thing. So what they said is like, look, we're going to start certifying people. So if you don't have a million dollars in net worth or 200 grand a year, then come in, take a course. We don't know what that looks like yet, but take a course, take an exam, pass the exam. Therefore, you're going to be certified from somebody that we've certified and you're going to become an accredited investor that way. That was the rule that actually became effective, I think, early last year. It actually, the, the rule came out even the year before, but it actually became effective early last year. Up until then, the only ones that had actually been certified right now are people who have basically investment advisory licenses. So if you're a registered investment advisor, for example, that you have a series seven, a series 65, a series 82, that's active and in good standing, you are an accredited investor today, irrespective of whether you have the net worth or income. And then the idea was over the next 
in our minds, the next six months to do a year, we were going to get these, you know, these certification programs, again, whether they were self-study, a weekend course, a semester, we didn't know what it looked like, but we were going to start rolling that out. That interestingly has had not happened and has not happened, right? So as it stands right now, the easiest way to get accredited, if you're not, I'm going to say the easiest, I'm not saying it's easy, but it is the easiest path or the shortest path is to go out there and get yourself a series 65 license to get yourself registered under your state. I did a checklist, which I'll share with you, Whitney, if you want to put on the show notes, but you know, it's, it's not super complicated. 65 is probably the easiest one of all to get. And you know, it's probably going to cost you a little bit of money because you probably want to get a consultant and get it done right. It might cost you five or six grants to kind of set it up. You got to study for an exam. You got to take an exam. You got to pass an exam, some, some compliance stuff in there. But if you really wanted to become accredited, you feel like you're missing out on a lot of these investments, you could go that down that path. And then hopefully six months from now, we'll have some other probably easier ways to do it where you can take, take a course. But then something else has popped up. And so, by the way, this has been, it's been over a year now, Whitney, and we haven't received any of these certification programs. So a lot of people are like, when is this coming? When is this coming? Now, granted, we've had COVID and we've had a lot of stuff going on. So I get it. But it's finally back on the agenda for the SEC. They actually had a meeting in February of this year on this topic, and they're actually about to come out with some additional proposed rules in April if they stick to their, their timelines. There's a concern, however, and this makes a ton of sense to me. This is really what I wanted to share with you guys. There's a concern that they're going to be upping the limits of accredited investors, upping that million dollar limit. Now, there's an article out there and a lot of media that pointed to an article. And I posted this as well all over social. They were talking about $10 million, which seemed really ridiculous. They said they're thinking about raising it from a million dollars to $10 million. I wasn't able to find, to be honest with you, the, you know, I looked at the source and where they came from. I was trying to find the source within the source. And, and then nowhere does it really say $10 million. They were talking about increasing it, but not didn't give a number. In fact, they were talking about specifically the $10 million mark actually came, came about, not necessarily your income, but the size of the deal. So if, you, if, there were, you know, if it was the size of the deal was above or beyond $10 million, that would be some, sort of a cutoff. But that got me thinking a lot. And I do believe this is a personal opinion. I've got no, no facts to back this up other than sort of the trajectory where all these, this is going. I do believe that if they're going to allow, which they are, so when they allow people to become accredited via certification, it makes sense that they then up the accredited investor limit from a dollar amount. If you think about it, the million dollars started in... 1982 was when they came out with this rule of a million dollars. And as we all know, inflation has kicked in. A million dollars isn't what it used to be. I actually checked. I do my due diligence. I checked with Dr. Google. When had, Dr. Google told me that a million dollars back in 1982 is about, about 2.7 or $2.8 million today. So wow. okay. my thoughts are, I don't think they're going to go to 10 million or even if they propose 10 million, that just means it's a proposal. You'll have all this comments. You'll have a, basically an uproar in, in, in the industry. And so they'll, they'll revise it. But my gut tells me that they'll do two things. One is that they will up the limit from a million dollars, probably to something closer to three so that it kind of is in line with the, the inflation that's, that's come out. If I had to put money on it, I would say 3 million. And then they'll also, in addition to that, allow you to get certified. So there's going to be a lot of people in the middle where they used to that are obviously between that one and 3 million mark where they used to be accredited yesterday. And now they're not because they don't have 3 million. Well, those guys can then you, know, you can go do the certification program, which might just be a self-study course, kind of like what the series 65 is. I mean, yes, you can, if you want to go take a course, you can, but there's no requirement for the course. The requirement is simply you pass the exam and get certified. So I think the combination now that they're increasing, they're, yeah, they're allowing people to really more accredited investors to come in via the certification program. It doesn't strike me as impossible or crazy for them to up the limit. 
And I think 3 million is going to be what the number comes out to, but they're excited about April because numbers, maybe not excited is not the right word. I'm anticipating this April proposed rule to see what they're saying, but I'll be definitely putting a lot of content out once I see what the proposed rule comes out with. What is the time frame or April what? Do you know when that will come out? They don't say that specific. I mean, what they do do is the SEC comes out with an agenda. So there's like, here are the things that we're planning on discussing in the, in the spring or the summer or whatever. So we basically have a, a window for the next six months of what's on their agenda. And in, like I said, in February, one of the subcommittees had a big you know thing and sort of actually in favor of this expanding. And they talked about April, but there's no specific date though. Who knows? It might even be May. We're talking about the government after all. Right. But it's coming. It's coming here in the next couple of months here. And then those proposed rules. And just so you guys know the process. So when you see something like that, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. They first come out with this proposed rule, which is very thorough. It's usually, you know, a couple hundred, if not four or 500 pages, and then they put it out for comment. So anybody who's in that industry, attorneys, regulators, sponsors, passive investors, they're going to have a, an opportunity usually within a 60 day window to provide comments and saying whether they think it's a good idea, a bad idea, some, maybe some tweaks or whatever. The SEC then reviews all those comments, takes those in, into consideration, and then usually will release a final rule you know, three or four quarters down the road. Not always, as we've seen a couple of proposed rules that we were excited about has kind of died. So I would expect that if they do come out with a proposed rule in April, you're probably looking at some final rule towards the end of the year or the beginning of next. Okay. Well, this show would come out towards the end of April. That's why I was just letting the Got listener it. know that. Yeah. Hey, that may have come out by now. It should have. I you would know, say when they have. hear this, or at least the timeline of what they're going to discuss, right? Not a final thing. So as far as a passive investor right now, it sounds like that's not going to happen probably in the near, near future, but maybe by the end of the year, there may be some changes around that. If they're sophisticated, then they could go through to get a Series 65 license and be considered accredited, but they're looking at some money and time invested there to make that happen significantly. But maybe they could wait till the end of the year and they may have an easier process of becoming accredited through some type of certification. I do think the certification route is going to be easier, but the certification route's already been approved. That part isn't a proposal. That certification program is already part of the final rule that came out a year, year and a half ago. So the only thing that's missing from that is the implementation, meaning the SEC actually certifying certain programs so they can go, you know, issue the exam and give whatever training. So that theoretically can come out any minute now. Like literally tomorrow, we could have an announcement from the SEC saying, hey, LifeBridge is now certified to give these licenses or whatever, like whatever it is. So that could happen earlier, but any increase in the limits or expansion of those limits would happen probably no earlier than the end of the year or beginning of next. What about, let's say somebody that's sophisticated right now, they do say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go make that happen. I'm going to go get my series 65 license so I can have the same opportunities, right? To invest in these projects. What do they need to show the operator or what does the operator need to do to verify that certification? Well, you know, do we just have their certificate on file somehow? What does that look like? Yeah, it depends on the exemption, right? So if you're doing a 506B, then you don't have to, you can do the check the box. You can provide, which it's already there. So it's already there in terms of, you know, are you a licensed investment advisor and you just check the box? And then if you're verifying, and again, I was still outsourcing, but what they're going to do, those licenses are public record. So just, you're going to be able to search that person's name. So the verification companies would be very easy for them to just type in, figure out where they're at and, and just make sure that they're an investment advisor and that they're in, you know, in good standing with their particular state and, and obviously FINRA. Okay. And what, what would be the first step or two of that person to be able to go down that path? I've heard of so many people recently going and getting licensed, right? You know, whichever license they're getting, you know, instead of being that co-sponsor type route, you know, they're becoming a, a licensed broker dealer, those things. But, but what about this investor 
How do they begin a process like that? Yeah, I mean, step one is honestly to get on the calendar to take the exam. They issue the exam. Now you can actually do it online. So there's a process for that. The hardest part is going to be just by passing the exam. And I forget this. I think you got to get like a 78 or an 80% uh, correct answers and it's multiple choice. But then the hardest part is going to be you have to then register with your state. Right. And the challenge is usually a series 65 will have a not a sponsoring entity, but they will actually hang their license under an investment advisory firm. Right. But that's probably not going to work for you because obviously the investment advisory firm wants you to go sell whatever they're or advise their clients or whatever. So that's not really what you're doing. So you're going to have to actually create a separate LLC and kind of have your own investment advisory firm, or just when I say firm, it's just an LLC that you create that you then hang your license under your own firm. So that's the part that gets a little bit more complicated, which is why I, you know, there's plenty of consultants to do that. So you're going to have to register the, your LLC as the investment firm so that you can then, you know, apply to the state under your series 65 license. So again, it's the easiest, but not necessarily easy and that's why I put together that checklist that I'll share with you and you can, you can share with your audience. Sounds great. Any other do's and don'ts as far as that sophisticated investor becoming accredited through this route that maybe I don't even know to ask you? I think the biggest one that I see a lot is not just getting the license, just because you have a series, just because you pass a series 65 exam, that doesn't cut it. Cause I get that question a lot. Hey, I took the series 65, I passed. Am I an accredited investor now? And the answer is no. You're not. You have to actually go through the process of registering with your state and getting all those licensing approved. So that's probably the biggest no-no. And if I had a crystal ball and I knew when these certification programs would come out, I would say wait for the certification unless you're really desperate. But I would only obviously go through this, this exercise if you were really somebody who wanted to invest in multiple. You know, It's probably not worth it just to do it for one investment. But if you're wanting to have access to all these opportunities and, and do this for the next you know, year and you've got three or four opportunities you want in, then, then Series 65 is, is definitely your easiest path right now. Okay, Mauricio, so grateful for your time and just helping educate all of us in this space so well. We have to know people like yourself with your expertise <laughs> to, to make it in this business and stay out of jail, right? And so grateful to know you and have you back. How can the listeners, again, get in touch with you or learn more about you? I'd love for them to join our live. We do a live. I do a live every Wednesday where I, we pick a topic and then we open it up to open Q&A. So it's been a really great format. And you can sign up for that at mauricioraul.com forward slash live. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day. 